I'm Scott Jennings, and today we're talking about contract mapping, a valuable tool in your toolbox. Executive summary. Contract interpretation can be difficult, especially for construction professionals. Contracts, thousands of words, hundreds of paragraphs, hundreds of pages, thousands of pages. Consider contract mapping to help quickly guide you through a contract. Give me numbers, not words. Most construction professionals, numbers people, graphical people, uh, visualize things in space. These are technical people who are used to looking at plans or visually geared people. So this is to say that probably most of the people who are listening to this are better with numbers and drawings than with words. You took the SATs, you probably scored a lot better on math than you did with reading comprehension, at least I did. So for many who are in this industry, it might be easier, probably is easier, to see things in pictures and drawings rather than just words and lines and not lines, words and paragraphs and letters and uh. So flowcharting, if you're not familiar with flowcharting, flowcharting is a great way to show a process, whether it's how, how to build something, whether it's a procedure, an SOP on site, or in this case, how to read a contract. So let's talk about, first of all, what a flowchart is. It's basically just a series of shapes and lines which take you, take you through a process. So there's, there's various symbols, and it's, it's used in programming, but you can use it in just procedures. Let's talk about just four of the basic symbols. The first one's kind of an oval. That's a terminator symbol. I use them at the start of a process and the end of a process. I usually will color them green or red, depending on whether it's start or finish. Just a process itself or an event is in a rectangle. You know, this is something going on in the process. The next one is a diamond. That's a decision. This is usually a yes or a no. A question is put in there. Um, you know, did you satisfy the contract? Yes, go this way. No, go that way. And then lastly, is just a simple arrow. It's a line with an arrowhead on the end. And that's just basically you following the process step by step. Where can I use contract mapping? There's lots of ways you can use contract mapping. To help, you know, show the way through a contract. Well, what sorts of things specifically do you mean? Well, I mean things like a bid protest. You probably have a certain number of days to file a bid protest, and there's probably a process by which you have to do it. A submittal process during the job. A document order of precedence. A quality control procedure. Now, you have to perform a certain test. If it passes, you move on. If it doesn't pass, you then do it again. If it doesn't pass again, you do it again. If it doesn't pass a third time, maybe you go all the way back to the beginning and maybe get a new product. Testing requirements, very similar to what I just said. Notification requirements, huge one. If you have a change in the job, you need to notify someone by a certain time and it's a certain person, but that whole process should be mapped out. Very similar to change order timeline or claim timeline. You know, when does a change order turn into a claim? How many days do I have to, you know, have, how many days do I have before I have to notify a contracting officer? And then how many days do I have before I have to sue you? You know, if decisions come back in a negative way after 15 days, 30 days, 90 days, there comes a time when you've exhausted all at a project level decision making where you then have to take it to a court. All those things to be noted because if you miss those timelines, if it was 90 days you had to sue and on the 91st day you finally do it, you may be a day too late and a dollar too short on getting your money back. 
my story. I use flow charting all the time for various things, uh, procedures within my company, but also for clients who want to know, well, what are the notification requirements in my job? Because a lot of times, if you have to notify of a change, the whole process of a change usually starts in one place, goes another place, goes another place, and maybe come back, comes back to the same place. What do I mean? Well, in a contract, maybe a change starts in the special provisions. Then it kicks you to the general provisions or vice versa. Then it takes you to the local state statute where state statute governs. Then it kicks you back to the general provisions. But the point here is that the process is not all laid out in one specific location in your contract. Your contract, it probably says, well, if the change does such and such, then you have by law X number of days to respond. And then it kicks you all around through multiple documents. And having to go through these multiple documents in the middle of a job when your hair is on fire, you got 150 guys out there working at 100 bucks an hour, you have a lot of dollars being spent, time being wasted, you got in at 6 a.m., you're leaving at 6 p.m., uh, your wife wants you home. Your kids need you home. You got a lot of things going on, and frankly, it's it's difficult to find a quiet time to do this and find the time to do it, much less quiet time. So, suggestion: you know, hire an attorney to do it. Hire an attorney to go through and figure out. Okay, well, what do you want mapped, Mr. Client? I want you to map the process for me on when I, the contractor, experience a change. Tell me when I have to notify who, by when. In accordance with what spec, what general provision, what contract law, what, whatever it might be, map this all out for me on one piece of paper where I can take a thumbtack, tack it into the wall, tape it on the wall, and every time I have a change, I look up at the wall, and I just follow what the arrows and the boxes say. Makes it very, very simple. Work safe. Work safe.